1: Welcome to the third hour of the Randy Corcoran program, and it is humble little old Matt Dunn in here, the Backbone Radio Sunday guy. I'll be in here tomorrow from 4 to 7 p.m. And I will say I do believe Randy will be hosting for me next Sunday as I have a commitment on that particular upcoming program. So he and I just trade off a little bit. Sometimes you get a little too much of me. Sometimes you get a little too much of Randy, right? Uh, We try to prevent overexposure. But yes, Matt Dunn here, and I, I did start my brand new dental practice. It's out there in Centennial. It's a mindful, wonderful, professional, highest standards kind of place. I just love being there, working with some longtime friends and colleagues of mine, 303-225-7575. Should you ever, you know, be thinking that you'd like to hang out in a dental office? And that happens a lot to people. You know, I like to go hang out in the dental office. Talking to Eric about the barbershop, he goes there a lot. But the dental office is the place to to be, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll be off to the phones in just a moment here. Um, I just had to play this. You know, remember when Ronald Reagan said... uh, he would joke about making fun of like hey the two, the words you do, you don't want to hear when there's a knock at your door are hey we're we're here from the government and we're here to help <laughs> well one of the individuals in the Biden administration miguel cardona who's the secretary of education under under joe biden and uh, i've got this here yeah secretary of education miguel cardona under biden Well, he didn't realize, as he quotes Ronald Reagan, that Ronald Reagan was being deeply ironic about that. And uh, just so we hear this, I mean, you know,
0: we're going to set up follow up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, As uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. (laughs) Um, There's. There are resources there. There's technical assistance there. And there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing. Count on us as a partner in this. Our students are waiting. There you go. Miguel
1: Cardona, there's the Secretary of Education who quotes Ronald Reagan, says, you know, hey, as Ronald Reagan said, we're here, we're from the government and we're here to help. Yeah. And of course, it was Ronald Reagan who was saying, I mean, those are the absolute words you'd never want to hear. And the government is never there to help, never here to help. They do the opposite. They only screw everything up in Ronald Reagan's worldview, which was and is the right worldview. So there, there's the Secretary of Education. I mean, what was I reading lately in which somebody said, you know, uh, over, at, over, at the Secretary, over at the Department of Education, they don't know. Oh, I was reading the kids' book, the new Spy School book, Spy School Goes North reading that to my little kids all week long. Sometimes I'll read to them individually. Sometimes I'll read to them all together. But these uh, spy school books are great for, what, uh, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-olds. And um, it's about these kids that are at some secret spy school, and they end up having to save the world a lot with these great adventures. And there was one little comment about uh, how – Different government bureaucracies, yeah, the Defense Department, they kind of know stuff, but over at the Education Department, well, they don't know anything. <laughs> and this Cardona guy comes out and completely misappropriates Ronald Reagan. Man, was that choice. And, uh, you know, if you've if you've been around just a little while and you remember Ronald Reagan, well, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, producer John back there did mention that tomorrow is Ozzy Osbourne's birthday the ozman turns whatever he's got to be getting up there in years but he's probably still rocking ozzie osbourne and another birthday november 27th what is that 5 days ago now something like that who can who can who can name it what's this movie what movie is this listen for the shriek oh there you go what Ozzy Osbourne's 78, by the way. But this is the theme song from Enter the Dragon, Bruce Lee, the martial artist out of Hong Kong. I had a little phase a while back of trying to watch some Bruce Lee movies, and somehow I always missed him. never watched Bruce Lee. I thought, like, why would I want to watch that Hollywood karate chop stuff, you know? But then I watched a couple, and I was like, oh, it's pretty good. I understand why there's like this cult of Bruce Lee out there. I understand why, because that was pretty good, and he was a pretty good martial artist. And If you ever study martial arts at all, self-defense at all, a lot of people really look up to him, though, of course, he was a Hollywood guy. And in the Quentin Tarantino movie, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Brad Pitt character throws Bruce Lee to the turf and throws him into the side of a car. And Bruce Lee's family apparently did not like that, that uh, Brad Pitt beat up on the Bruce Lee character in that movie. And I thought it was hilarious. I, I was just, I was guffawing. I was chortling. I was like, ha ha, that's good. But I still like Bruce Lee. In one of the books out, recently of Bruce Lee's writings and philosophizings about the martial arts. The title of it is Be Like Water. Be Like Water, my friend, I think is the name of the title of that book. And I do think that is good advice. We've got to be like water as we are involved in this political battle to help save this country, to put America first, to save this place from the absolute lethal lethal policy mix that the Biden administration is bringing to this country, screwing up the place, screwing up the economy, all the rest of it. You got to be like water. You don't want to let everything stress you out. You got to just keep cool, keep your calm, keep your cool, keep plowing on kind of like water flows around obstacles. Water flows around obstacles. Water eventually breaks through obstacles. Be steady of purpose. Be like water. And somehow I got on to that, And one more little thing before the phone lines, and that's uh, uh, Kissinger, uh, Henry Kissinger, has finally passed away at the age of 100. I could do a long essay about Kissinger, probably won't bore everybody with that. The left still hates the guy. You've seen all these people ripping on Henry Kissinger. And I, I, sometimes I ask, what happened to the hippies? Where did the hippies go? The people that were the peaceniks in the Vietnam era. And they, they came out. They still hate Kissinger. They don't like, we bombed Cambodia. There's a bunch of Kissinger haters out there. And, um, but where are these leftists when it comes down to like all these wars that Biden's engendering? Or where were they for the Iraq War? Where are they for the Ukraine War? Where are they on the Middle East right now? They're probably the Gaza people, come to think of it. But uh, the pacifists seem to have vanished But yet Kissinger dies and they come out and they'll rip Kissinger. And just as a little flashback, it was just two weeks ago we were playing this clip where Kissinger came out and said, it was a grave mistake, a grave mistake, that we allowed so many immigrants, migrants to come into America and into Europe from radically different cultures. It was a grave mistake is what he said. And by the way, I just got a lot of compliments from uh, from some text to studio about about how great my RFK imitation is. Yes, my RFK imitation apparently is passing muster. But my Kissinger imitation, I think it's better. Uh well, with well, a well,
2: well, grave mistake to let so, so many people uh, into uh, the countries. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a grave
1: mistake. I better stop that. But Rush Limbaugh could do the imitations, and we, as the heirs to Rush Limbaugh, can also do this. And having said that, I need to find my Kissinger clip. Here's here's where he said it just last two weeks ago. And uh, R.I.P. Henry Kissinger, who I actually think was better as Secretary of State than a lot of people think and his foreign policy mind was encyclopedic. He knew a lot of stuff. The balance of power stuff, I think, was smart. He was no neoconservative. He was a balance of power guy. The neoconservatives are more into, like, starting wars, invading everybody, using overwhelming force, and then watching that all get screwed up and wasting billions of dollars and lives and the rest of it. Kissinger was not in that category. But if you look back on Kissinger and his open door to China, I think that has been a net negative for the United States of America to uh, have China making everything for us and what that has led to in the trade deals. And uh, Kissinger and Nixon, again, started that whole China deal. But
2: anyway, let's hear Kissinger talk. It was a grave mistake to let in so many people of totally different cultural and religious and Concept because it creates a pressure group inside each country that does that. Yeah,
1: so uh, at the age of a hundred, <laughs> at the age of a hundred, Kissinger decided that the immigration policies of the West have been a grave mistake. Grave. So he finally, you know, realizes it. By the way, how different would America be if Pat Buchanan had been allowed to win the presidency back in 1992 instead of George H.W. Bush? I mean, uh, 88. Go back to 88. Or if Buchanan had come through the primary in 92 to prevent George Bush from losing to Clinton. Pat Buchanan was doing a lot of the MAGA stuff back then, and the neoconservatives, the Bill Crystals of the world, shot him down, said he was a Nazi and the rest of it. But yet they then did the open borders thing and allowed us to commit these grave mistakes to allow so much immigration to the United States of America, and now we have this Israel-Gaza thing, and you're seeing these pro-Gaza protests all over the country. If Pat Buchanan, who they said was a Nazi then, would have been president in 88... And or 92 instead of Bush, we would not be in this situation today. You got to think about that. Does it make sense what I'm saying? Think about that. Anyway, so um, somebody says Ozzy Osbourne, Texas Studio, has Parkinson's disease. He's 75. Um, is that accurate? Is, is he 75 or did you say 78? I don't remember. Anyway, Ozzy Osbourne, you know how it is. Um, thanks again for the text to studio. And let's be saying some hellos here. Jay in Castle Rock. Merry Christmas. Glad you're on board. Welcome. Is Jay there? Do we have Jay? Hello, Jay? Jay, I'm going to put on hold. Do we have Jay potted up? Do we have Jay potted up the caller? Okay. Jay might be taking a taxi cab somewhere. And how do I do the pause there? Can you, can you put him on hold? If you would, John, thank you for that. And let's go to David in Thornton. This is not David in San Fran. This is David in Thornton. Glad you're here, David. Welcome.
3: Uh, Thank you. Absolutely not from San Francisco. That guy's a clown.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. Every so often he'll check in and spread the
3: good word, such as it may be. (laughs) Yep. I was just calling, you know, that... The president is not going to put up any uh, stocking caps, uh, uh, Christmas stockings for his grandchildren. And I was telling them the reason is because of inflation. Mm -hmm. Inflation, you know, he just can't afford it now, you know, so uh, he's not going to put up six or seven stockings this year. The cost is too high.
1: Bidenomics, David. Bidenomics. Bidenomics. That's it. Yeah, that's – that's. And watch uh, the media, David, climate. tell you that, oh, inflation is, is, is going down now. But see, <laughs> inflation has been so bad all the way along, the rate of inflation is not as bad as it was last year, but it's still hyperinflation. It's still an inflationary economy. And so they're trying to pull a fast one on you by trying to tell you – that Joe Biden's economy is actually not that bad. It's it's actually pretty good. Without evidence, the media is saying the Biden economy is actually pretty good. Watch them on this. They know that the economy being so bad helps Trump win, so they're going to try to pull a scam on you, David, and the rest of us. Let's not let that one happen.
3: Not with me. Uh, you know, uh, I just listen to some of these guys, you know, like it was a talk show host saying that uh, – uh, Governor Newsom was better on that debate against Ron DeSantis. And I should have, I don't think they watched that. <laughs> Ron DeSantis ran all over him. You think so? Yeah. And oh, uh, yeah, for but, me, but, I didn't but, even watch but, that.
1: No interest in these uniparty stunts. I mean, why are they pulling off DeSantis to have him debate Newsom? That's a uniparty scheme to get DeSantis more exposure to the anti Trump scheme and also to get Newsom exposure. Because they want him to be the uniparty candidate instead of Biden, total scam, total racket, and so. And just so, where I come from on this is, I wouldn't waste a minute on that. But, no, I'm, but I'm glad no, you watched but, it.
3: No, but I, you know, when uh, Newsom said that he had the free state in the country, you know, and uh, Ron Santa said, "Yeah, you're free to poop on the street. You're free to rob a bank. Uh, rob a." You're free to kill people. You're free to beat up people. He said, yeah, that's real freedom. I yep. thought that was just perfect. Yep. I thought that hit it right perfect. And then he went on to talk about how they cleaned up San Francisco for the Chinese and put up all those Chinese flags up there. He said, you'll, you'll clean it up for the Chinese, but you won't for Americans. I thought that was just perfect.
1: Yep. And DeSantis, from what I've gathered, I didn't watch it, had uh, a lot of good sound bites to bring out in that debate. And, uh, I don't know. Some people said Newsom looked good and, you know, Newsom looks like, you know, he, he smiles like a Hollywood star and, and DeSantis just looks uncomfortable and smiles like the Joker in the Batman series. That's what people will remember. But, uh, I don't know. Um, but, uh, so that happened and, uh. I think there was like four million people that watched, which is not that many. But David, you are among them. Do you uh, see yourself Ooh. voting for Desantis in the primary, David?
3: I'm, no, I'm a Trump. I'm a, I'm all Trump. Yeah, you know I'm. I, I commend you on that. I uh, I I just don't see anybody in. The, you know the reason that people don't like him is because he's not a lawyer. He's not a politician. He didn't go to Harvard. He didn't go to Yale. He didn't go to Princeton. He went to Pennsylvania. You know I mean? Uh, yeah. The, businessman. But, uh, people not say, a politician. People think you've got to be a, you know, an ex-governor, a mayor, a senator, a congressman in order to be the president. And here he is. He's not a politician. He's just a businessman.
1: Politician knows, is not knows, good he... to have on your resume, in my opinion. And by the I... way, the uh Harvard Harris poll says Trump sixty eight percent, DeSantis nine percent, Haley seven percent, Vivek four percent, Christie one percent. So um I'm glad that you're part of the sixty eight percent for Trump, David, and not the nine percent that is DeSantis. And by the way, DeSantis is struggling in that the Koch brothers. Have decided to endorse Haley and give them their seventy million or whatever. The America Last Globalist people, the Koch brothers, going for Nikki Haley, and Paul Ryan just pulled his support from Desantis is now going for Nikki Haley. Do you do you you give Nikki Haley a shot with you, David? Uh, Is he potential? uh, Is she potential to get excited about the Nikki thing?
3: No, I think, you know, it shows her loyalty to, towards Trump. I mean, you know, I mean, where's the loyalty? You know, he, he gave her a job, you know. and,
1: and She said uh, she was never going to uh, run against <laughs> Trump, but then she did. And DeSantis what saying, said he you know, wasn't going to run either for the president. He was just going to run for governor. Of, oh, so this loyalty thing, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, you know, you disloyal never Trumpers. Well, I'm getting the wave that we got to go to break, David, but uh, thank you for taking a moment for us, sir, and we'll say all the best to you. Stay close if you would, and it's Matt Donovan for Randy Corcoran. Oh, all kinds of great stuff to go into next. Hang on. No excuses from Alice in Chains. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of going 90s tonight, 90s music. That was a great decade for music, if you want my opinion. Matt Dunn and for Randy Corcoran tonight. As I said, Randy will be in for me next Sunday. Not tomorrow, Sunday. I will be there tomorrow, Sunday. Backbone Radio, 4 to 7 p.m. Wanted to just point this out. Uh, tough times for the, quote, our democracy crowd. Washington State becomes the sixth jurisdiction to reject a 14th Amendment ballot challenge To try to get Trump off the ballot in the state of Washington, (laughs) it got rejected for the sixth time another state rejected the Soros money, the unserious joke of an effort in the name of democracy to block people from being able to vote for who they want to vote for, as in Donald Trump leading in the polls and the general dominating the primary The democracy crowd having a tough go of it. It failed in Colorado. It failed in New Hampshire. It failed in Michigan. It failed in Minnesota. It failed in Rhode Island. So it's like failing everywhere. Um, And it was not serious people behind that at all. And uh, we uh, were expecting that one to not go anywhere. And, of course, it did not. Um, real quick before the phone lines just one thing uh, Elon Musk is throwing down the gauntlet on these corporate slave driver corporations trying to sabotage Elon Musk's Twitter platform the corporations do not want free speech working with this nexus of government and agency stuff to try to silence political opposition corporate fascism What's what's going on here the left has become dependent on being able to censor and silence the voices that they don't like and approve of, and they're worried about 2024. If there's one little oasis of a lot more free speech, which is Elon Musk, he's really putting it all on the line. We've got to really support this guy. And he's saying blank you, blank you to you people. And uh, here's the first one where he said it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. F*** them. Blank them, he says, to the people that care about looking good while doing evil. All right. And now here's, here's where this is like a Rubicon. I want to explore this more tomorrow. But listen to Elon cross the Rubicon here. And, John, do we have the volume up on this one high enough? Let's hear Elon.
3: And you're clarifying this now. Um, but there's a public perception that that was part of an apology tour, a little too if low. you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean?
1: If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. And but- I better pause that one because uh, we got some of that language in there that we were intending to blot out. <laughs> But you understand that he, he was saying, go blank yourself. He's telling Apple and Comcast and IBM and Coca-Cola and these woke fascist corporations to blank off because they're trying to censor and stifle and militate against free speech. In the service of the government, the definition of fascism is where big government and big corporations unite together to stifle the masses. This is still America. This this is not China. This is not Chicom territory. This is not the Soviet Union. This is not Hitler's Germany. And if any of us feel like we're concerned about the 2020, we should be allowed to say so. We should be able to say stuff, right? We should be able to have free speech. They do not want it. They do not want to allow it. And they're trying to starve it out. And these corporations, you see how the suckers, the American people are just They buy their Coca-Cola, you know, or they get their Apple, they get all the rest of the stuff from the corporations that are trying. They use slave labor to build their stuff, to make their stuff, and then they serve it to the masses, (laughs) and then they try to put the masses in some kind of a prison. Does that make sense? You buy your Coca-Cola products. We're dependent on that in America, right? As a dentist, I'm not a big fan of that company at all. But then these companies, like they push their woke policies to try to put you in prison while serving you their crap. Time to step out of that. If you want to have a country left, you need enough millions of Americans who can wake up to all of this stuff. Walmart, Disney, Comcast, Apple, Coca-Cola, IBM, Microsoft – The huge corporations, they want you in prison while they serve you crap. The Disney crap that they serve you. The Coca-Cola crap that they serve you. Walmart. Walmart. Greg Penner, the CEO of Walmart, runs the Denver Broncos, too. Yeah. Stuff's coming out about him uh, trying to help get Biden elected last cycle. Yeah. Not cool. How did Walmart go America last so quickly after it used to be so America first? Wave the flag. You walk into Walmart, you see the American flags. Now it's like uh, all China, China, China. Get Biden in there. America last policies. Let's not allow free speech. Yeah. It's sick. It's sad. It's a bad deal, folks. We got to wake up on this. And uh, That's the thing. So many people are waking up on this. Let's say hello to Joe in Arvada. Joe, thanks for checking in. Welcome. Hi, Matt. I'll
4: keep it clean. Don't worry. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You didn't hear that. Okay. No, no. My ears uh, know nothing. Uh, You know, Santos, if you look at him, uh, yeah, I'm not proud that he's a Republican or anything, but the guy has voted the right way on just virtually every, every vote. I mean, when I say the right way, uh, you know, America first way, uh, de- Democrats need to take a lesson from from Santos on voting. Uh, you, you could be mad at him because he lied about his background. He may have uh, done some uh, campaign violations. That's what they're trying to find. The de- Department of Justice is, is, of course, investigating him. But let's He's look not over convicted. the aisle. DOJ is going huh?
1: after him. DOJ is not—he's not convicted of anything, and they're throwing him out of Congress without not any yet. kind of a conviction. And I think he's but, a clown but, and all the rest of it. But what do you think, Joe? Shouldn't they get Adam Schiff first? Shouldn't they get Jamal well, yes, Bowman, see, the fire alarm puller, first? But no, yeah, uh, they get one of their own. Do the Republicans?
4: No, exactly. Uh, you know, and and the useful idiot Republicans that are falling in lockstep with with the Democrats. I, I want to shame you. I'd like to insult you right here. If you're if you're listening and you're a Democrat or a useful idiot, a Republican, I'd like to insult you right now. Uh, you're Feel dumb free. enough to go after Santos for these really petty things, lying and so forth. But you'll let Joe Biden sell us down the river into China. You'll let Joe Biden... Take millions of millions and millions of dollars in, 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 of bribery money with his family. And you'll you'll let these kind of things destroy America. You'll let Joe Biden uh, vacate Afghanistan and vacate uh, you know Ukraine and destroy any chance of saving America. But you'll go after that little peon santos for some campaign violation bravo what what bravissimo, gentlemen in the congress you you do nothings. you you've done nothing for our country but you'll go after george santos brilliant
1: brilliant you know um republicans never feel more holy more sanctified more inspired more invigorating than when they're going after one of their own. That's just the fact of the matter. They just love it. They get off on it. They get vicious with their own. But again, Adam Schiff, absolute, one of the worst liars we've ever had, lies more than the Clintons, lies more than he breathes, and he's out there skating.
4: Jamal Bowman pulls the fire alarm. Remember he told us about the evidence? Remember all the evidence? While he was dialing in the committee to the newspapers leaking classified information to all of the newspapers on the Intelligence Committee. The guys uh, guilty of sedition. Biden, guilty of treason and sedition. These people are, are just feckless traitors, but we'll go after George Santos. Really? Right.
1: So our Republican majority in the House goes from four to three. We're going to have another person resign soon, so it's going to be down to two. And good job, Republicans. They're going to get rid of their own majority all on their own. And Kevin McCarthy, by the way, people speculate is behind it, and Kevin McCarthy is engineering a deal to try to get Matt Gates thrown out of Congress as well because he's a bitter little Nelly. Is Kevin McCarthy the Rhino? So keep your eye on that one. Uh-huh. Uh,
4: well, yeah, they, they can have a party together with What's-His-Face from Colorado. Uh, what, Ken what's Buck. What's his name?
1: Ken yeah, Buck. Yeah,
4: Ken Buck and McCarthy. You can all have a party down with Liz Cheney. You can all get get toast up in Washington. You've done us in. Thank you so much, Republican rhinos. Well
1: done, rhinos. And remember, <laughs> don't ever forget this, Joe. The rhinos are the extremists. Extremists and the MAGA people are the moderates. The MAGA moderation, the MAGA centrism, standing up to the globalist, rhino, deep state, Democrat predations upon this country. Never forget I'm, that.
4: I'm, imagine what General Patton would think of these scum. Yeah. You don't think he'd be impressed, Patton? <laughs> yeah.
1: What was his nickname? Blood and Guts? Was that his nickname? I mean Blood and Guts was somebody else. Maybe that was
4: the all of the great generation basically I'm sorry, they walk a wide circle around these people. Liz Cheney, (laughs) Ken Buck. Yeah. Come on.
1: Yeah. Liz Cheney got evicted. Last seen by forty points in Wyoming. Sorry, Liz. Thank you for playing. Anyway.
4: You know the thing is is I guess we shouldn't, you know, call out their character that's so bad. The problem is their their policies are worse. That's the real problem. If look at George Santos, his policies were great. Hey Liz Cheney, learn from George Santos how to vote. You not not with the Democrat Party. Duh.
1: Well we're on this, sir. <laughs> Think about this. The 2023 legislative year is basically over. What Republican initiative was passed by the Republican-controlled Congress? Nothing. Republicans funded Ukraine, refused to impeach Biden or his minions like Mayorkas. They refused to censure Schiff, Tlaib, and Omar. What good is a Republican majority? Um, That was uh, 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 Mayflower said that. Here's one more, one more. Republicans were given a gift of a House majority, and they have squandered every minute of it, says Eric Matheny. And uh, over uh, on Twitter, I found this this woman who has good info. Dan Crenshaw, a rhino Republican, he spent over $2 million on events and event-related services like event makeup and jet rentals in the twenty twenty two cycle. He spent over five hundred thousand on travel, including forty seven thousand on black car rentals. He spent over two hundred thousand on promotional eye patches and glassware. He billed his campaign thirty six thousand dollars for petty cash. There's this big long list of stuff. Why don't they go after Crenshaw? I mean you can go down a long list, but they chose oh, but don't Santos Joe.
4: Don't, don't forget, though, that they kicked the can down the road, elevated the, the uh, debt limit, and and don't forget they've been involved with, yes, bumping up our national debt by $2 trillion, $1, one trillion by, uh, by, I believe it was early February, or, or no, no, I'm sorry, a trillion, and then they did another trillion. Good and then they them. did a trillion in the last hundred days. Yeah, They're going to do another trillion by December right.
1: 25th. And uh, here we are hitting the break. But, Joe, brilliant as usual. The only answer is MAGA. The answer is Trump. That's the only way Trump. you can see this. Yeah, Trump. Go, Trump. MAGA for all the marbles. No more of these rhinos. But, Joe, thank you, my man, up in Arvada. arvada like got the, some of the greatest callers come up there in Arvada. But, Joe, thank you. And it's Matt Dunn and for Randy Corcoran, if you're on the lines, hang on, hang on, hang tight, go nowhere, and we'll be right back after this little ditty of information. Just like me, yeah, welcome back. I haven't done my Bob Dylan accent tonight. I did RFK, I did Kissinger and now we'll do a little bit, how does it feel? That's actually a band called Blitzen. A song called Fur, which is a really good folk tune, if you want my opinion. Matt Dunn, in for Randy Corporan. Yeah, thanks for the positive text feedback on host doing accents. We we occasionally do them. Sometimes I'll even do John Wayne. Sometimes I'll I'll do Gemma Stewart. What, now no, no, what'd you do that for? Not bad, not bad. i got to work on that one, you think? Anyway, uh, Henry Kissinger passed on at the age of 100, and I said he's not a neoconservative. He was a, a foreign policy realist tied into the school of Clement von Metternich and Castlereagh. I'll do more on that tomorrow night. The realism, the balance of power kind of stuff, much more sane than the neoconservative type foreign policy more on kissinger later and uh, i don't know more imitations but uh let's let's say hello to everybody honored to be in here for my good buddy randy Corcoran, by the way and uh we'll be back tomorrow uh aaron in denver is checking in and by the way aaron every so often i i'm out listening to 710k in us in my car and i'll hear you call in and i just want to like pump my fist and say good job aaron you're you're bringing it well done so I'm I'm a fan of yours, but I'm I'm thank you for calling uh, the show. <laughs>
5: uh, hey man, I'm a fan of yours too, man. Uh, you 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 bringing it? Keep bringing it because you, we got to get the rhinos out of there. I got to get the the, the diabolical dumb donkeys out of there. Yeah. So I mean, it, it got to get the deep state out of there. The, got to get the career bureaucrats out of there, and of course we got to get the so-called. Uh, uh, uh bumbling, stumbling, feeble, senile, old fool of a so called president who came and visited Denver, Colorado and clogged up and messed up the traffic and and made <laughs> yeah. it, and, and brought on and brought and brought road rage to the state of Colorado because of this moron coming here pumping pumping out the so-called climate change, A.K.A. global warming insanity hoax. You know, pumping out and of course the sucker taxpayer is the one going to be holding the bill and wondering where. It- what the hell is my damn money? Oh, 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 that's right. He went to the so-called climate change, a.k.a. global warming. I mean, it's so ridiculous. And you brought up George Santos. I mean, I, I, Matt Dent, I, I, I in America, you are innocent into proving guilty. Yes, Eric. Yes. yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Can I get an amen?
5: Yes. <laughs> amen hallelujah, hallelujah <laughs> but but apparently yes. when it comes to george Santos and don't get me wrong, i mean i I, it, it, I mean uh, George Santos got in that office in New York City because the media, the morals in the media didn't do their job to vet him out. That's how George Santos got the job uh, got that seat in new york city they the media didn't vet him out, and when he gets in the seat, didn't they vet him out. Well, that didn't help the voters of Long Island, New York, to, to make a, a, a good, sound, reasonable, logical decision. Who's going to represent us as American taxpayers in this country? So so now George Sanders is getting he and, and Steve Bannon is right. He, he, he's a clown. He's a joke. But at least he's voting the way we want him to vote. And, and, and it wouldn't surprise me, Matt, that the Republican Party will lose the majority of the House. It wouldn't surprise me if they don't get if they don't get the majority in the Senate, and, and, and Trump. Oh my goodness, Trump gets back there in twenty four. He'll be battling the same forces of, of evil, doom, uh, the rhinos, the, the career bureaucrats, the deep state, and he's and he's battling them again for another four years of these morons that just don't get it. And also, I'm sure you heard in Douglas County, they had some uh, Republicans run for school board seats. But the Republican Party in didn't support them, Matt Dunn. That is just
1: <laughs> stupid. I, I notice, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and hearing you, call it, you're not a big fan of the losing mindset in the Republican Party. Yeah, the, I
5: mean that they've been and losing so much. I
1: mean, you know, I, that, I
5: mean they've been losing. Me, Matt, it took them 40 years, Matt, to get control of the of the Congress at the 40 years. That just shows you right there they 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 have a culture of losing. We love losing. We love bending the knee to our broken-down, dark-side, dumb donkey Right, bastards. and they so many
1: it. of the commentators you hear out there are trying to coach you on how to be a better loser. you got to like mm. losing. you got to be a better loser, and you got to go for this culture of losing. And, you know, yeah. if you rebel against that, and, uh, you know, good points that, you know, hey, we're, we're not living in China. We're not living yep. in the Soviet Union. We should be able to, like, say stuff. And if we don't like mm. losing... We don't like losing, right? Yeah, but the but you're right. But the fucking party—it's a culture of losing. They love losing.
5: They love being in the need to the to their masters, whoever their masters are. The dumb dumb and attacking
1: uh, their own, the, like oh, Santos.
5: They, they, it, no, uh, no, man. They eat their own, man. Yes. It's, it's, it's called cannibalism. They ate him. They, they ate, him. ate they, that they, guy. They, ate, they, they eat their now. Now you got Kevin McCarthy, who's a rhino. You're right. Yep. Trying to uh, trying to uh, uh, trying to mess with Matt Gates, who who kicked him under the uh, uh, who threw him under the bus, and he deserved to be thrown under the bus. In this uh, new speaker of the house, man, uh, I, I I hope I, I hope Matt Gates don't have to come after the new speaker and throw him under the bus because he seems it looks like he doesn't get it, uh, Matt.
1: I'm worried about him. I yeah, am. I worry
5: about the new speaker too.
1: Yeah, well, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what, Aaron, I would keep going if we weren't bumping up on the end of the show here. Oh yeah. But uh, a big salute to you. And yeah, I remember big hearing big. you talk to Mike Rosen sometimes back in the day, and just I just. I just want to say my host privilege is to give you an A-plus, Aaron, and I'm bestowing the A-plus award, <laughs> so keep it up and stay close with us if you would. Check in more often if you can. Oh Okay. Adios. Okay. Thank you, sir. All the best. Let's say a little hello to Peter in Denver. Is this New Jersey, Peter? Yes, it is, man. Oh, oh. right on, man. Thanks for being
2: here. How's it going? Okay. Uh, it's going well. Actually, that's a pretty good, Jimmy Stewart. You did there. Could have been worse. Yeah. Yeah, you just got to get that uh, stuttering and hesitation down, and uh, you know you're in. He's not that hard to do, but um.
1: I'll go home and work and I, on
2: it in the shower tonight. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and I was listening on the phone. Did that quote from uh, Elon Musk get out in the air? Uh, absolutely not.
1: It, it, you did not hear that. <laughs> okay.
2: Yes. Oh, I heard it on the phone, but I know okay. I hear things. on oh, the yeah, phone. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't hear no, the I, there's no way there's no way yeah good good for you <laughs> uh you were talking about was it a deA guy who quote tried to quote quote Reagan
1: uh, Department of Education and he's like yeah think- he's like Ronald Reagan said hey we're uh from the government and we're here to help
2: yeah <laughs> yeah well you know in this day and age when every all the information is at your fingertips. He just made a real blunder there. But yeah. did you ever hear? I know. Uh, in fact, I just listened to it—the actual uh, speech that Reagan made when he said that. It was—it was pretty funny actually. He had a good setup. He goes, "The uh, the nine most terrifying words you could ever hear." Yeah. I'm um, from the government. I'm here to help. Exactly. <laughs> he was funny. bashing the government. And let, let's hear <laughs> yeah. it.
1: Here's Miguel Cardona, yeah. Secretary of Education. Let's just hear it one more time.
0: You know. We're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> we're from the government. We're yeah, here to we're help, here man. To help,
2: And Reagan yeah. said they were the nine most terrifying words a person can hear. Yeah, but so leave it to the Department it. of Education to blow that one. Absolutely, <laughs> man. That's pretty funny. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, I hear your music, so uh, yeah. you take care, man. We're I'll stepping out,
1: Peter. All right, you're the man. Stay right here close with us. And I'll be will. back. Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow night. Matt Dunn in for Randy Corcoran tonight. He'll be in for me next Sunday. Not tomorrow Sunday, but next Sunday. And onward we go, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being here. John, thanks for the great work back there, sir. And until tomorrow.